Are you new in the product management space? Or do you want to grow your product mindset? Welcome to Method and Madness of Products. I'm Manny, here with Stacy. We're two product leader experts who've been grinding and thriving in the industry for over a decade. We're here to help you learn the ropes in the product space. From different perspectives to insightful tips, we are your one-stop shop for product leadership. Let's Let's dive dive in. in. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Method and Madness of Product. Today, we will be talking about retros. So, we're going to retro our retros, which basically, if you hate retros, love retros, and or wonder, why do we do this thing? It is really important for evaluating the team, the team health, and how is the team is operating. So today we want to talk a little bit about are we doing retros well after we've done them for so long with a particular team? And at what point do we feel like the retro becomes um, saturated or not valuable? And you have to kind of retro your retro so that it becomes valuable again. So I'll let Stacy lead us in with a great intro. Yeah, great topic. So we all know the the categories, right? Good, bad, ugly, what went well, what didn't go so well, what I'm wondering about. There's tons of different websites online that you can find and use for these retros. You could use sticky notes. There's all sorts of different methods, but typically it's really centered around those three topics of looking back and thinking, what went well last sprint for the team? What's going well that we should keep doing and what can we improve? But what happens when the things that you probably can and need to improve are actually in the retro itself? Um, One thing that I've struggled with, Manny, is getting on a retro call with team, and it's dead silent. And then we put our timer on, we go to put in our feedback, and there's like nothing coming out. So have you experienced that before? And how do you fix that problem? How do you encourage, uh, you know, candor, participation? Yeah, so... I see it in a few instances. Well, first of all, you have to try to get to the the root cause of the problem. I think there's a lot of symptoms to that. Um, One symptom could be like the team is just newly fresh and they're just like shy. Like they they don't know that a safe space has been created and if trust is there yet. So um, when I lead retros, I like to start off by being vulnerable. and like I'll add my story cards, and then like I'll lead on like what I did, like what went well, what didn't, what could be improved, and then like I'll critique things about myself so to say like, hey, it's okay, this is meant for us to have a reflection period, and so it's all about starting off with vulnerability. I think another symptom could be or where it could fester in is like if there are team members that have louder voices than others and others feel intimidated and or people are in the retro that shouldn't be in the retro like bosses and things of that nature so you have to look at like the audience um because again that goes back to creating that safe space so i think once you diagnose and figure out which kind of like like what are the symptoms like why it's kind of happening then you kind of approach it in a in a manner of just get someone and i usually like to start with like the quietest person in the in the room if you can get them to open up first 
then the people that aren't afraid to talk are like, hey, that person's like sharing, like, right? So for me, it, it does get tough once a retro, like a team has been together for so long and they feel like yeah. there's no need for the retro. So you can also incur that as another symptom as to why engagement goes down. But um, that's just kind of like some of the things that I've observed as as why engagement can go down and then like always leading with vulnerability and try to creating trust and maybe sometimes you have to spark the conversation that's uncomfortable and like yeah. give your viewpoint of it to spark someone else to chime in and say like hey you know almost kind of like being an instigator we're, we're both siblings so like we know like how you do the instigating with your sibling kind of like that right. a little bit yeah <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I like your advice to be vulnerable and to start off that way, too. I can see how that could make it feel like a safe space. Um, I also have seen in the past where a team is just so exhausted from the work that they're doing because they're working on something that's really technically complicated or they had a really tough week. Maybe there was a couple outages they were working on. And it kind of just seems like they're checking off a box for retro. And it's like you said, you know, they've been working together for a while and they don't really think back about what they can improve. What do you think about that? Do you think that there are times when the team really has nothing left to improve at the moment? I would say there's always something to improve, but is there always something of value to improve? Yeah. Right? So... You don't want to split hairs and make it always feel like there's something that that you could improve upon. Like never if it good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So here's something interesting that I recently just had another conversation with someone else about. Sometimes when we do our standard retros, it's always just generic. There's nothing wrong with doing targeted retros. So recently we're having an issue with, let's just say, like, let's say like, your organization is going into AWS or GCP, right? And there's a lot of technical challenges with moving to the cloud because you have a lot of legacy systems that have to either be rewritten or part of them can be migrated and then new stuff needs written, but you don't have the support team from enterprise because they just got it set up, right? And they're saying everybody needs to uh, use this particular technology to, to migrate it to, to the cloud, but they don't really know what they're doing, so you have some dependency communication issue. Instead of yeah. doing a regular standard retro, because maybe the team chemistry, everything's going well with the team, take that time to retro just on that, on that specific thing. So then yeah. the whole concept retro of what retro. went well, what what exactly is going well with moving to AWS or GCP or Azure, yeah. right? What's going well or what's not going well with the same topic? What's... You know, what can we approve upon in the same topic? And then now it takes it off of the team because the team could be completely healthy, but that yeah. topic is making the team cringe. So attack the topic with the retro. That's great. I, I really love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to borrow that. Um, I also have seen in the past, it's been really fun when, you know, when you've had a couple stressful sprints and you've come through the other side of it, but you're still too exhausted to think about, you know, how can we add value and what can we do better? Um, sometimes I will take that time and do a fun type of icebreaker and we'll just use the whole time to do like two truths and a lie. You know what I mean? Or something really silly like that or play an online game. And I think that really helps because it lightens the mood a little bit. And then 
I've noticed that when you do lighten the mood a little and they have been stressed and tired and, you know, they're just mentally done for the week, um, those retros, sometimes stuff comes out of them that you didn't expect. And maybe it's not like an actionable item, but you hear feedback in an interesting and different way because you're changing it up and you're making people pair up for a game, you know, something like that. So um, I have seen that that can be a little stress relieving too. Yeah, and the most important thing too is like you don't have to stick with like the questions. Like the whole like like and that's the thing about like the whole agile framework that I that I love is that like you know, once you understand the rules, you can kind of break and bend. Like the space, the intent behind retro is reflection and everyone feeling like they have a voice. So what that looks like, like, yeah, you want to stay to the foundational framework model, but once your team is mature enough, if you're meeting the outcome, because come on, us in product, we're always talking about outcomes, right? We're always talking yeah. about, you know, outcomes over output, right? So if we're, if we're using that time to hit the outcome, which is reflection and having everyone feel like they have a voice and it's a safe space, Sometimes, to your point, plan the game, or even if it's just, uh, hey, everyone, I know this has been a stressful time. Let's just use the first ten minutes just to just to complain. We don't need to. We don't need yeah. to have stickies. We don't need to do anything. Like, let's just complain a little bit. Let's get. It, let's but put it all out. It. <laughs> yeah, time box it. Yeah. As, as I said, the first ten minutes, let's time box it, <laughs> and then from there, like, now that it's off of our chest, okay, if there was one thing that we could try to work to improve upon like what would we want to pick that's going to gain us more, more valuable um a lot of time it, it a lot of it's around process and or communication like yeah. from what from what i've observed yeah agreed i totally agree i think a lot of communication could be improved in small ways um and i think that's always a good topic to revisit so on the flip side, I've also been in retros where week after week, we all get on the phone, we all feel pretty comfortable with each other, we know it's a safe space, we've had good retros in the past, but now our retros have turned into, oh, we deployed this thing, oh, the user really liked this feature, and it starts to feel like a pat on the back session, and nobody's really digging deep, and I know they can, but um, that message doesn't seem to be sinking through, so how do you handle those types of retros? Um, those retros can be interesting because, again, I think that goes to the point that, like, okay, for example, like, I have some teams that are weekly sprints, very lean, and they're churning out weekly. It gets very difficult to manifest things weekly sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, because there are just really some weeks that are really, really good. So what I did was with that particular team, because they've been clicking for a while, they haven't had a lot of churn where the team dynamic has changed and they've been together, like the core team has been together for a long time. So what I did in those instances is I still asked them to add stickies weekly, but we hmm. only actually have the retro bi-weekly. That way from the first sprint, Sorry. they don't forget certain things. So it's like as the... Yeah. On the day that we would typically have, like, say, every Thursday, we should be having a retro, but I do it bi-weekly every other Thursday. Then that Thursday, I'll say, hey, guys, take five minutes, like, during stand-up, add your sticky so we don't forget about anything that we want to discuss next week in the retro. And then next week in the retro, they're adding stickies for that current week. So now I have two weeks worth of, because maybe one week went well, one week didn't. You know, so I would say with mature teams, again, going back to the framework, 
It's not like yeah. in stone. So I know after every sprint, it says you are to do a retro. But for that very reason, I just got rid of a meeting for them so they could continue to be, you know, moving forward in their development and the product. And on top of that, they don't feel like it's a waste of time because they're just going to be in there and it's just going to be superficial stuff because they're a mature team. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it sounds like you do quite a bit of preparation for these uh, different retros. Um, Miroverse. I was put on that a few years ago because we use Miro uh, a lot yeah. as a tool. And um, so there's a lot of templates out there. I think, yes, you, preparation is always important with any meeting, good agenda. Like, I think we've talked about that before, like, you know, meeting etiquette, like, right? So you want to yeah. have a good agenda, you know, be pr prepared for it. But there's a lot of things to help you nowadays with templates and tools and stuff. So I would say I would be more preparing mentally of what mm -hmm. the state of the team is like. I try to make sure I understand what the team needs and I try to show up at that meeting to meet the needs, like meet them where they're at and then yeah. have an idea of where I want them to go. And can I help push them in that direction? Sometimes I can. Sometimes it's like, whew, boy, that was a tough one. We're going to try again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Man plans, God laughs. <laughs> Developers. <laughs> Product owners plan, developers laugh. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, those, those oh, are yeah. just some of the things that I do and, like, how I kind of look at it. It's kind of like my flavor, if you will. Yeah. It's great. Are there um, any other key things that you think are really important to have a good retro? I think if you're seeing consistent patterns with um, just – in general, whether that is co consistent patterns of like people not being engaged or a specific person not being engaged. I think those are all things that you want to maybe try to address outside the retro so that they're prepared for it. Sometimes it's not that they don't want to participate. Maybe they're new to the framework. Maybe um, they just got um, integrated into the team and they never actually worked in the agile kind of methodology and they just don't understand what like why they're doing it so like some things that you're going to see um you got to know like when is it do you need to work with an individual like is it an individual problem or concern or is it a team problem or concern and then you have to be able to kind of gauge how you help them understand the why so it's not necessarily and this is where you kind of put on like the coaching hat, like, right. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily saying like you did anything bad or wrong. It's mm. help me understand what you think this should be. And yeah, let me find out if there is just a mixed match in expectation or a gap in, you know, um, understanding of what the purpose of this is. And then it's my job again, cause we're supposed to drive alignment reinforcing the vision yeah. and, and and explain the importance of roadmap and part of the retro helps reinforce those three things. I was just going to say alignment is key, right? In the retro and outside of the retro, you can apply some of those alignment tips there too, where you set the intention, you state what you think you need, 
you ask everybody else for their buy-in and their boundaries and if they can, you know, go on that journey with you. And then you kind of summarize at the end. Um, another thing that I saw recently that can be really helpful is an outlet for sharing feedback outside of retros. Um, I think that might be controversial though. Maybe people aren't comfortable saying something in retro, but maybe they need to get more comfortable with saying it in the retro rather than share feedback outside of. What are your thoughts on that? I'm torn on it because I think like, cause then it's like, did I do a good job setting up the, the safety of the team dynamic? But then also too, like you got to understand that like, different personality types, different variables, like sometimes like you have to let people be themselves, right? Like you don't yeah. want to push people too much of being who they're not because we hired them to be them, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. So sometimes if I'm getting feedback on the outside, I may recommend like this is great retro feedback. Um, thanks for bringing this up to me. Is there anything that I can do to help you feel um, safe to share that in retro? Or would you prefer me to share it? But I think the team would benefit from this. So when when you start giving people options that gives them an opportunity to then allow that or sometimes you could just encourage them like wow i love your perspective on that and how you presented it please can you present that in the retro because the way you presented it i'm not going to do it justice yeah oh i really like that instead of just saying well yeah that sounds like something you should tell the team because that's so direct and makes you feel like oh man i'm gonna have to say something and be put in an uncomfortable or awkward situation. It's a much better way to phrase it. Well, and it's not about just phrasing. But yeah. It's also about because they brought it to you and you've encouraged them. They know that yeah. you're also going to support them in the retro when it's presented. So now they have that extra security blanket that you're going to be there to help support that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is really, um, probably key to a lot of people who don't share in retro. So I've been keeping notes on the different tips that you've been giving. So allow for prep time, always prep and prep extra for retro, talk to the team beforehand, take the temperature of the team, think about where they're at, where they need to be, be vulnerable, it's really important. Highlight the positive, make sure that you have the right cadence. You don't have to do it after every sprint. You should definitely write down your feedback every sprint, but you don't have to actually have the meeting every sprint. Um, make your retros actionable, and then encourage candor and participation. Anything I missed? Wow, I guess there was a lot of tips, a lot of little mini gems in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've been frantically writing this whole time. So, no, that was great. Your advice, I mean, I can tell that you've been in a lot of these and that you've experienced quite a few different things. Um, someday over beers, I'll, you'll have to tell me about the times that you've been vulnerable and what you've said because I'm itching to know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think these are really great tips. And it's, it's a lot. So remember, too, with Agile, you don't ever want to um, implement everything at once, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make small iterative changes and make a small adjustment and then observe and see if that was good or bad and then make another one. So try not to do a whole overhaul if you can help it. Remember that, you know, doing things in small bites is key. Absolutely. I usually like to stick to the rule of top two. Hmm. 
yeah. the most important and then the co the co the co important. <laughs> yeah. You know, um Love it. Yeah, cuz then like you can really assess just those one or two things and then you can just cross it off the list and then bring the next one up. And who knows, maybe by then something that's further down is no longer an issue because the most important thing actually solved it. Yeah, that could be. Absolutely. That's why we measure and we learn and we grow. What are your thoughts on retro? Um, I love retro. I think it can be a place for you all to grow together and be kind of not a family, but you know, a group of people doing great things together. So um, if it's feeling stale, shake it up, you know, and just, uh, just keep going, keep pushing. Looking forward to our next episode, which we're actually coming to the conclusion of season two, Stacy. And oh my gosh, where did time go? Like it feels like where uh... did it flew by? <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, so I think we're our our next episode is really just highlights over season one and two, like our favorite moments, our favorite topics, or our favorite phrases. So looking forward to recording that, and all our listeners, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed and learned as much as we did from this episode. If you haven't yet, follow us on all of our social media platforms for more awesome and insightful product leadership discussions and content. Check out the description for the links. Don't hesitate to message us with any comments, recommendations, or questions. We'd love to hear from you. Looking forward to our next discussion. Until Until next time. time.